0: Okay. We have to lean. First of all, we want to thank everyone <laughs> no, wait, who no, came no. <laughs> out to the EPM meetup uh, from as far away as Toledo, Ohio. It was almost in Michigan, but it's in Ohio because they fought a war over it, and as far away as Atlanta. Welcome at- to Election Profit Makers, your guide for politics and sports talk. You got to introduce the podcast. Too, okay. Right? Yep. That's our. <laughs> election profit makers. David and John are here. We're in the same room and the energy is electric. Uh, I'm down in I'm down in Carboro, North
1: Carolina and I'm recording live sitting shoulder to shoulder with my best buddy John.
0: Screaming is what a, he's a, doing. We're sharing
1: a microphone and we're having a blast. The waveforms look terrific, healthy, robust, yeah. just like us. Two men in the prime of youth. Yeah. Physical physical excellence has been achieved. And now we're sharing our powerful lungs and vocal cords with your wonderful ears and brains so that you may listen and process the information contained herein. It's Election Profit Makers Bedroom Fun 2021 Edition. (laughs) Thanks to everyone who came to our North Carolina meetup. Like John said, it was really nice to meet so many listeners. And, um yeah I had a pretty good time. I didn't know what to expect. yeah, but it was good.
0: yeah, it was really fun it, it it surprised me how many people were local but they weren't scary they were nice.
1: everyone was nice. yeah yeah, yeah. thank you one and all everyone who came maybe we'll do more m- meetups in the future and um and if uh if we do another meetup we'll announce it again because that's a great way to get people to attend self-same meetup John yes, isn't that fun yeah, uh-huh.
0: yeah and John
1: wore his EPM hoodie and uh his parents came. Mr. and Mrs. Kimball came. They were a big hit. Claire came for a minute and then was like, I don't think I want to hang out with a bunch of adults talking about my dad's podcast. So she she dipped, but that's fine. Yeah, no, that was okay. Thank you for showing up, Claire. It was great to see you as always. Uh, Okay. Well, John, let's start the episode. Oh me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love. I love. There's nothing like the electricity of recording in the same space yeah. with no possibility of <laughs> editing. Like the creak of the chair. That's something that they would never hear otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Because I would edit it out. But now. You can, yeah, it's like really creaky and <laughs> yeah, fun, you know? Creaky. And it makes yeah. you seem like the old wise old man sitting on his porch down in Cabra, North Carolina. Yeah. I come to talk to you about my predicted portfolio. Yeah. Right? Yeah, My chair doesn't really creak because I'm like the young, enthusiastic, cool guy who's like, sorry grandpa, I don't have time. Gotta go to band practice with the rest of the dudes. We're sitting in the same
0: chair. Not in the same chair, but the same make of chair. Yeah, but
1: mine doesn't creak as much. All right, I think we're trying our listeners' patience. Let's get to it. Portfolio update. Okay, so a couple Fridays ago, Kevin Kevin McCarthy stayed up all night and talked until 5 a.m. trying to uh, slow down and gum up the works when it comes to this wonderful Build Back Better bill. I have re-entered that market on predicted the size of the Build Back Better bill. Let's see what we got here. I decided to get into the most depressing bracket although sadly it is the highest the highest uh priced bracket the leading bracket B1 what is the size of the reconciliation package remember when I was in like two trillion to
0: 2.2.5 $2. trillion yeah that's where I was too I that's where I thought it was going
1: well now I find myself in 1.5 trillion or lower which is currently trading at 81 cents. I'm probably gonna make more money off this bracket than there's gonna be in the actual reconciliation bill. (laughs) Oh, he just went there, right? Yeah. Anyway, will the Senate vote on it in December? I don't know, I'm tired of thinking about Build Back Better. Country's doomed, doesn't matter how much is in this bill.
0: No, that's not true.
1: I know, sorry to be despondent. I was trying to be edgy, but that's not really me, okay. Now, I wanna get to what's really exciting. We're recording this on a
0: Monday, as is our custom,
1: last, Late last night,
0: what? Were you doing it, you, you went into a kind of a Texas accent. Well, it's Texas, yeah.
1: late last night, is that a good Texas yeah, accent? Yeah. Late last night, big news out of the Lone Star State. One of the biggest states there is. Remember the Alamo? Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. This is Texas, son. Longhorns, cowboy boots, cowboy hats, and cowboy clothing. That defines our, our sense of self. Our ego and our superego as they vie for dominance out here on these windswept wastelands of Texas. <laughs> was that good? Yeah, okay, I don't know. Anyway. It was a wasteland. Matthew part, McConaughey. Part it, yeah. Matthew McConaughey is not running for the governor of Texas. You heard it here first. Yeah,
0: that was not really a surprise, but it hadn't officially been na- announced. So when it was. If you were quick enough to get to predict it, you could have ridden that uh, all the way down. He was trading at 10 cents and then he was trading at one. So I didn't make it in time. Uh, you generally have to be pretty much there.
1: I would like to say something, John. Yes, David. <clears throat> you. Everyone will remember because they can't stop thinking about the amazing fact that I was invested in this market on predictit.org, who will be the Democrat nominee for for Texas governor. And everyone remembers when I had bet against Beto O'Rourke, that's obviously a misguided bet in in, um, retrospect, but I'd also bet no on Matthew McConaughey. So last night I achieved sweet vindication, sweet, sweet vindication, as I cashed out my not 100, but 200 shares, no, In Matthew McConaughey. All right. I made almost $20 off
0: this idiot. If I can call him an idiot. Did you watch his video? No, but I read this on, uh, did you watch it? I did watch it. And and you know what? It's, it's, it, it, of course, what he was saying is all platitudes, and uh, it seems stupid. But I think it feels like it's stupid because it's just coming from him. And I just look at him as an actor. If it was an actual politician saying what he was saying, <laughs> it would actually. Why does he look so weird? In the I know, video? I know. What it's the fuck, really, it's bro? really. It was bad presentation. Is he having and, head issues? And okay, we're gonna listen to it right this now. This is the definite- <laughs> Oh no! Oh boy! First, we have to watch this Hulu preview. I got to get Hulu again. Okay. Yeah, Hulu. contacted election profit makers. What? Yeah, we, we, we're interested in uh, Oh, you uh, being a sponsor. McConaughey, McConaughey says he will
1: not run for Texas governor. I can just hold the laptop up and they can probably hear it. Yeah.
0: It's amazing
1: doing this like focus this.
0: Focus on serving his home state from outside of public office. No, I wanted to hear the whole speech. We have some problems. We need to fix. Politics needs new purpose. Yeah, it does. That we have divides that need healing. (coughs) That we need more trust in our lives.
1: Fucking space cadet. We got to start shining a light on our shared values. The ones that cross party lines. All
0: right, Matthew. Goodbye. Go hang out with Andrew Yang. No, I mean, Beto was going to crush him. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, goodbye, Matthew McConaughey. I made a little money off of you. Thank you for your service. Now, John, let's get to what you really want to talk about. And this was a hot topic of discussion at our recent meetup—the final game of regular season UNC football. Mm. This is something near and dear to your heart. Yes. Why don't I? Why don't we turn the microphone fully facing you, and you can really focus?
0: UNC football update, final edition. Yeah, I had uh, made a prediction that. Uh, didn't get broadcast but i i predicted that state was going to win this game by at least two touchdowns and they did win the game and that's the end of the story so i was right it was nothing interesting about this no the game was uh yeah i'm being a little sarcastic the game started out uh pretty much on the first series why don't you tell our listeners when you say state what do you mean i'm talking about north carolina state university Which uh, is not UNC, mind you. No, UNC is the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. They're both part of the University of North Carolina system, but they are separate universities. One is in Raleigh, one is in Chapel Hill. They're 22 miles apart, so it's a big rivalry. And uh, this was the final game of the season. It's rivalry week, and State was playing for a chance to potentially win their division and go to the ACC championship. Carolina was just playing for pride. I figured Carolina would get beat badly, and it started out very poorly for UNC. Uh, On the first series, UNC had a punt blocked and returned for a touchdown. And then they actually, just a few series later, had another punt blocked. But on on that particular one, UNC actually recovered it and ran for a first down, which is something I don't think I've ever seen happen in college football. At that point, I thought, hmm, maybe maybe we can hang around. And it turns out that we did. And uh, Carolina ended up with two minutes to go, kicking a field goal... To take a nine-point lead with two minutes to go. Um, for those who don't follow football, it uh, a nine-point lead with two minutes to go. That's the the all the st- statisticians and the stat apps showed UNC as a ninety-nine point nine percent chance likelihood to win the game. And uh, after that happened, State managed to score two touchdowns in 24 seconds and uh, won the game. So it was uh, shocking, to say the least. How did you feel? I was okay losing this game, but I wasn't okay losing it after having won it. So yeah, it was, uh, I did not feel great. I was embarrassed. Um, this There had been 451 games in college football this year where a team had been... Uh, losing by nine points or more with two minutes to go in the game. And in those previous 451 games, that team that was down was 0 and 451. So in every case, they lost. That was the case until this particular game. So it's obviously something that happens maybe once every two years in all of college football, you see a collapse like this. And it's usually probably, you know, some no-name team and it's on the radio or nobody witnesses it. It witnesses it. Uh, In this case, it was two big time rivals in prime time. And uh, yeah, I, in some ways I feel good that I'll never see that again. It's one of those things that you're just like, oh, okay, it will never get worse than that. So that's it? That's it for the UNC football season? Well, UNC will play in some no name bowl somewhere. And And then they'll uh, be done? And then they'll be done. Okay. Yeah.
1: What is the future of our uh, UNC football updates here on this podcast? I think they're over. I I don't think anyone uh, really appreciates them. No, that's not true. A lot of it, people at the meetup said they yeah. liked
0: football. Well, yes, I guess a few people did.
1: What I would like to know is what if we did uh, weekly UNC basketball updates going forward? Because I like the sports element of our podcast. I think jocks are a good um, potential demographic for us. Well, Joe Rogan has a lot of listeners if we could peel off right. even the smallest amount. If we could get some of them to listen to us because we talk about sports all the time, we could make a million
0: dollars a day, maybe. I uh, I'm open to talking about sports. I don't want to talk about UNC basketball though.
1: Why not? It's it's I thought it was our favorite sport going back to our youth. It,
0: well, it, it it is, but it's uh it's it's uh not going great at the moment, and um, but it's still early, and we have a brand new coach, and oh, I, and I, I want to be— <laughs> Give me the microphone.
1: John doesn't want
0: to talk about it because we have a new coach,
1: Hubert Davis, and because family comes first, and it's all about Carolina family, John doesn't want to have to analyze the games with the dispassionate intensity that he brought to UNC football, where according to John, if you're not cheating, you're not competing. Basketball is too sentimental and emotional for John. He doesn't, he feels that if he was to give an honest analysis of the season, he might somehow speak against Hubert Davis and that would violate the code of Carolina Family. So instead, why don't we do this? How would everyone feel about Kid Midas doing a weekly guitar effects pedal update? Oh, I
0: thought you were going to say you were going to do like an Oberlin baseball. No, we're not. (laughs) Oh, God. Every week, somebody send me a free pedal for free, and
1: I review it. I think that's a good business model. And I'm talking to pedal manufacturers, listeners, home tinkerers, and I'll do an in-depth review of the pedal. We'll talk about whether it's true bypass or not. We'll talk about if the delay is using bucket brigade technology. If it's a fuzz, you know we'll talk about whether it has germanium transistors in it. Uh,
0: you think? It'll be good. What are germanium? I don't know, but they they make the
1: that's like what the best fuzzes always have these germanium transistors in it. And it's like, I don't know. We could bring sports talk intensity to guitar pedals. So let us know what you think about that idea. Contact at electionprofitmakers.com is the email address for you to submit your feedback. Goodbye, Carolina football updates. We've enjoyed you while you lasted, but we look forward to the next chapter in this wonderful podcast. Called Election Profit Makers. Oh, wait, one final thing. Overall, let me move the mic. Sorry for the sound. Yeah. What Overall, what, what would be your impressions of this season of UNC football? Awful. Patreon uh, promotion time. Patreon.com slash Election Profit Makers. I'm still sending out the brand new EPM stickers to new Patreons. And if you join the Patreon, not only will you have access to the Discord, where you can discuss, among other topics, pets, food, parenting, sports, and EPM gossip. Uh, you'll also, if you join the Patreon, have access to our bonus episodes, including the already legendary episode where I listed every single TV series I watched during COVID. Oh, the debates that that has sparked in the quarters of power in Hollywood, mm-hmm. we'll be feeling those reverberations for generations to come. And not only my episode, You'll also have access to John's daughter, Claire's episode, where Claire listed her top 10 COVID shows. There are a few surprises on that list, I don't mind saying. Anyway, patreon.com slash election profit makers. The year is closing out. Let's end strong, folks. Let's end with a boost to patreon.com slash election profit makers. Okay, this is going really well. I like the energy that we have. Okay. This is what it's like to be on a real radio show. Yeah, yeah, but I right. wish we had our own mics. But I like leaning in and I leaning don't out, like and it's gonna be I don't like this, I don't like this. It's gonna be all crazy sounding. It's gonna sound really messy, but that's yeah. uh, that's authentic. Messiness is often is, they should make a pillow and sell it at Target that says, I'm not messy, I'm authentic. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's good. Isn't that good? Yeah.
1: Okay. Guess what, it's time, do you use pass
0: gas? No. Oh.
1: It's time for Bad Boys of the Week. Woo!
0: Everybody get ready. Yeah, yeah.
1: Everybody have fun.
0: Party, party.
1: It's Bad Boys of the
0: Week. Let's get it popping.
1: Bad Boys are number one. We have two nominees for Bad Boys of the Week this week. We actually have a listener submission. Christine
0: wrote in. Christine writes in, the other week you said women could be nominated for Bad Boy of the Week, but no women had stepped up with Bad Boy Energy yet. I'd like to nominate Colorado Representative Lauren Boebert for challenging Madison Cawthorn to sprint to settle who would get Kyle Rittenhouse as their intern. Boebert, I'm sure you both know, also owns a restaurant called Shooters, Woo! where the waitresses openly carry firearms. Woo! If that isn't bad boy energy, I don't know what is. On a completely different topic, two of my worlds collided the other day when I caught up on the Patreon episode. Every TV show David watched during COVID ranked. That's the episode I mentioned. Yep. And David endorsed Elena Smith's Dickinson on Apple TV+. I'm a big fan of the show and Elena Smith's work, so it made me happy to hear David plug it. Like EPM, Dickinson is ahead of its time and curiously underrated. Like
1: rain it sounded till it curved and then I knew t'was wind. It walked as wet as any wave, yet swept as dry as sand. When it had pushed itself away to some remotest plain, a rumbling as of hosts was heard that was indeed the rain. That's Emily
0: Dickinson. Mm -hmm. It's
1: a poem about the rain. Okay. Is this more she's writing? This is what I put in.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm moving the microphone back. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'd love to watch Dickinson, by the way. You should get Apple TV+. I'm not going to ever and get And then that. you can but watch if anybody, Yeah, if anyone wants to send me a link to Apple TV+, I guess I'll- Okay, do. Lauren Boebert,
1: the Emily Dickinson of our age, right? A free spirit, an independent spirit who is not constrained by the Moors of contemporary
0: society. She charts her own path, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert. Only arrested eight or nine times. Just like life. Emily yeah. Dickinson, yeah. right? She lives alone in a little house in New England and
1: she writes her poems on scraps of paper and then they're interpreted by the uh, Republican right. She is a sage and a prophet. She's ahead of her time. Yep. Okay? Yep. Uh, I since Christine wrote in nominating Bobert, something else happened actually that at first really, really, truly made me think Bobert would qualify as a bad boy, which is that then Bobert was speaking to some funders or some uh, Republican fans of her, and she started making jokes about being on an el- elevator with Ilan Omar and uh making jokes about how she's a terrorist and okay I guess it's okay we're on the elevator because she doesn't have a backpack full of explosives like a suicide bomber
0: yeah because she's a m- Muslim. Muslim right Elon yeah, yeah. Omar
1: obviously is Muslim and this these remarks were met with great delight by Bobart's audience just like the fans of Emily Dickinson delight in her abstruse poetry right right now. I was thinking this sort of deliberately obnoxious and provocative and anti-PC and disgusting remarks about her colleague. I was like, that's true bad boy behavior. But then guess what happened? Something I never thought would happen, John. Do you know what happened? Oh, I know what happened because
0: I couldn't believe it either. I don't think anybody could believe it. Yeah, I kind of don't think it actually happened. No, it happened. I mean, it wasn't, well, basically. Say what happened. Yeah, Bobert came out and apologized. Weak. Yeah, it was weak. It, she apologized to to anyone in the who was offended by. I'll it. read it. I apologize
1: to anyone in the Muslim community I offended with my comments about Representative Omar. I have reached out to her office to speak with her directly. There are plenty of policy differences to focus on without this unnecessary distraction. She tweeted that. Yeah, I feel like it must be a setup for the ultimate bad boy Lucy and the football switcheroo, right?
0: Yeah, no. That's that. That's a good point.
1: Because if this is a true, I mean, I don't think the apology is sincere at all. But no, I think no, if, but if I she mean, doesn't undercut it or make it obnoxious somehow, I think she is her bad boy credibility will have taken a not a not a lethal blow. But she's going to have to do a lot of obnoxious stuff to recover from this moment of of um, mm-hmm. humanity, mm-hmm. or or at least the performance of humanity.
0: Note to listeners.
1: Three hours after recording this episode, David's prediction came true. I heard a fly buzz when I died. That's something that's something Emily Davidson yeah. wrote. I met a I met a narrow fellow in the grass. He was a snake.
0: You know that one? Yeah, yeah, I know, but I, I couldn't can't pull them out. Because
1: like I that. could not stop for death, he kindly stopped for me. We went upon a wagon ride down to the shore and the sea. The ocean was filled with dead bodies that stunk, and death had me get a picnic out of the trunk of his wagon. We supped upon baguettes and hummus from Trader Joe's. Wait a minute. Losers walk among us. My name is Emily Dickinson. I live in a little room. Leave me leave me alone while I sweep with my little broom. So that's nominee number one, Lauren Boebert. Bad boys are number one. John, let's move on to nominee number two. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right, nominee number two for Bad Boy of the Week is Kid Rock, 50 years old. The William Butler Yeats of
1: our age, right? When you are old and gray and full of sleep and nodding by the fire, take down this book and slowly read and dream of the soft look your eyes had once and of their shadows deep. Who wrote that, William Butler Yeats or Kid Rock? Guess. Yates, you're right. But Kid Rock still has a lot in common with Yates. He's a free thinker. Probably has a mystic side to him, right? I don't know if he's obsessed with the woman that he writes all his poetry about. I don't think he lives in a big stone tower. But other than that, I think they have a lot in common. Anyway, Kid Rock released a new song last week that that has set the EPM headquarters on fire. You cannot get us to stop playing this song. John, what's the song called?
0: Yeah, the new song is called Don't Tell Me How to Live.
1: I wonder if I can just play it on my... Yeah, here
0: it is. Or, or play it on my iPhone. Okay, great, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 Don't tell me how to live. You plug it in. It's but I a- ha- already have it. No, 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 It'll be oh, louder no. on this. You sure? How? I'll, I can hold it up directly to it, too.
1: I started. Catch. Oh, this is the intro. We don't care about this part. Oh, I'm happy. The speaker's at the bottom of the phone, not the top. Yeah, see that's probably the original song, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good guitar. To
0: yeah. Now the rapping's
1: gonna start. All right, turn it off. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. John, read these. Li- so this. All right. The theme of <laughs> the theme of this. You know what? He is kind of like Yeats because you know that Yeats Yeats had a political element to a lot of his poetry, right? And and Yeats wrote the immortal couplet, the the uh what what is it? The worst are all excited and the best can't do shit, right? Something like yep, that. Yep. He was despairing sometimes of the politics of his age in Ireland, and Kid Rock, the Yeats of our time, is also despairing of the current politics. John, this song is about snowflakes and cancel culture and the dangers of the woke mob. Guess which side of this roiling cultural debate Kid Rock is on.
0: He is not on the side
1: of the woke mob. Exactly. Yeah. I, I typed out some of the lyrics. Why don't you read some of these lyrics that come in the middle of the song by Kid Rock? Yeah, I'd be glad to.
0: <laughs> Years ago, we all thought it was a joke, see? That every kid got a motherfucking trophy. But yo, homie, here's a situation. A nation of pussies is our next generation. <laughs> so great and these minions (laughs) and their agendas, every opinion has a millennial offended." Wait a minute, did I read that right? I think so. -"Generation and offended?" And these
1: minions and their agendas, every opinion has a millennial Millennial offended. offended. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. And these minions and their agendas, every opinion has a millennial offended.
1: And these minions and their agendas. Every opinion has a millennial
0: offended. I wish he wrapped a it like millennial. That. A millennial,
1: yeah. Yeah, because you know how millennials are the youngest people you can possibly imagine. If you're a 50 year old rapper, It makes yeah. no
0: sense. I mean, the millenni- millennials the millennials are like, are like 43. The they're oldest like millennials, yeah, younger than him at this yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah. He should have said zoomer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A Gen Z like Claire, because yeah. that generation. Yeah.
1: He could have said this. And if you're offended, you must be in Gen Z. Well, miss me with that, because my name's not Mackenzie. That would have been cool. Yeah, who's Mackenzie? I don't know. Oh, okay. It's like a, (laughs) you know, that seems like a Gen Z name. And if you're offended, well, you must be a Gen Z. Well, I guess we'll just see when I see you again.
0: See? He could have done that. And then he writes, but this amendment one, it rings true. And if it don't descend, bitch, then see number two.
1: I I think that means... Speech is protected by the First Amendment, and if you don't like that, see number two, the Second Amendment. Which is a gun, which is the gun amendment, apparently. And then he'll shoot you and kill you. There's some gun, there's some, it's gonna shock some of our listeners with delicate sensibilities, but there is gun imagery and middle finger. Okay, okay. Okay. There's gun imagery in the video. I'm the last of a few, still screaming, fuck you, which is one of the toughest things you can scream.
0: Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live.
1: Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. And then I think this is the bridge. We're oh,
0: gonna soar like, oh, gonna soar like an eagle. My wings will carry me away. I've got the heart of a lion and I get stronger every day. A fact check, uh, false. Anyway.
1: So we wanted to nominate Kid Rock for Bad Boy of the Week because of this song, which I'm sure will be an anthem. I'm surprised J.D. Vance hasn't tweeted anything about it. You know, J.D. Vance and Kid Rock actually have a lot in common. J.D. Vance now is an extremely wealthy, former hedge fund guy pretending to be the biggest redneck in history. Mm -hmm. Kid Rock, if you don't know, (laughs) uh, grew up uh, with tremendous wealth in a suburb of Detroit and then styled himself as a ragtag, hardscrabble, rap rock artist, but he's been rich his whole life and now he's basically just a, you know, yeah Republican brand consultant. But this song didn't really take off. It didn't make a lot of waves. And I wonder if he's disappointed in that, you know? It didn't Didn't take off? I don't think so. God, I would really think this would take off. Anyway, it is a good song. And so we, I wanna, well, I wanna give Bad Boy of the Week to Kid Rock rather than Lauren Boebert. John, why don't you read your statement that you wrote about Kid Rock being the Bad Boy of the Week? Uh, wait a minute. What is this? Remember when you wrote that statement yeah, about yeah. why you were voting for Kid Rock? The
0: bad boy of the week is Kid Rock. Um, and my statement is, I think Kid Rock is bad boy of the week because he's tough and he never apologizes. I truly think that he's the greatest rapper to ever do it, and I hope he keeps on rapping and rocking for at least another 30 years. He could continue to innovate and inspire with his incredible combination of rap and rock, the two toughest most bad boy forms of music. I'd also like to say that I think it's cool when he gives the middle finger to the camera. When we see him give the middle finger, that's how we know that he is a bad boy and ain't nobody gonna tell him how to live. In conclusion, I love Kid Rock and I want to marry him. Okay, Bad Boy of the Week,
1: another great installment. (laughs) Corrections time. We have some corrections as always. I'm sorry that I mispronounced Neon Genesis Evangelion. I apologize when I was pretending that Paul Gosar was a huge OG anime fan. Martha writes, John is a college football fan and a Spartanburg, South Carolina native. I have to point out that Wofford is in Spartanburg, not Rock Hill. I hope that pedantic correction doesn't get me uninvited from the meetup. Oh, this was, she wrote this before we had our amazing meetup. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: I don't think you're being pedantic, Martha. And as I told you, at the meetup, I appreciated it, and I uh, was glad you came. I was actually embarrassed that I made the mistake. I wouldn't have offered this. I just want to say David happened to ask me, and it got edited. He said, I don't know where Wofford is. He said, Wofford, and I said, oh, it's uh, it's a, a college in Rock Hill. So it, it, uh, I was answering a question that David wasn't trying to make me look bad, but— um, I I was clearly thinking of Winthrop, which is in Rock Hill. They're both, you know, sort of satellite cities. Where not, is Rock not, Hill?
1: Where, where are Rock,
0: Rock Hill is about 20 miles south of Charlotte across the, the state line in South Carolina. Okay. And Spartanburg is, you know, about 60, 70 miles to the west of Charlotte across the state line in South Carolina, part of the Greensboro, the uh, Greenville, Spartanburg combined statistical area. And- um, What does UNC stand for? What, do, what, what does UNC, UNC stands for the University of North Carolina. It's good to have that. Uh, which remind? Is there a little story that you <laughs> yes. want to tell everyone, John? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh so, boy. Yes. Which which reminds me of <laughs> your, your friend and um, mine, Andrew, who went, to UNC, back in high school, we were seniors in high school. Andrew and I were at a local, it doesn't really matter where we were, we were at a pool and we were talking to- A swimming pool. Yeah, we were at a swimming pool and we were talking to another kid who went to Chapel Hill High School who was a year behind us and he was asking where we were going to school. So we're talking about various colleges. There may have even been some other people there, but all I remember is Andrew um and then he turned to Andrew and he said Andrew where are you going to school and Andrew said I'm going to North Carolina which is ridiculous <laughs> I don't understand so, I don't get it yeah that's nah, what mean, so we're in he's speaking to some we're in the 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 town of Chapel Hill you would you would not say I'm going to North Carolina I mean you might you might you be you may even say I'm going to the University of North Carolina. That would be weird. That's but weird. That would be weird. But you, what you would say, I mean the the, the local nomenclature uh, for for the University of North Carolina is Carolina. You'd say I'm going to Carolina or I'm going to UNC. You know. I'm going to North Carolina. He said. He said I'm going to North Carolina as if he was in Belgium or something.
1: He was. You say he was being too formal given the context in which the question was a, was asked?
0: Yes. Yes. I'm going good. to
1: North Carolina.
0: Yes, it was. It was too formal. And uh, when you told me this story, you were dying laughing. I, I, like it was the craziest thing like, in the it's world. Like, it's ridiculous. You no, know it's not. He
1: just said what school it's he's going ridiculous. to. North
0: Carolina. No, I mean, you know, in other parts of of the state of North Carolina, you might say I'm going to Chapel Hill. You wouldn't say that in the 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 town of Chapel Hill. You wouldn't say I'm going to Chapel Hill. That would be kind of weird too. He didn't say that. He said I'm going to North Carolina. I mean, imagine if you were a kid who went to high school in Oxford, Mississippi, uh, and someone said, where are you going to school? And instead of saying U of M or Ole Miss, you said, I'm going to Mississippi.
1: (laughs) I guess it is kind of funny.
0: Right? Or in Gainesville, where are you going to school? I'm going to Florida.
1: I don't know why it's funny when it's other yeah. states, but when it's North Carolina, no, it's it makes fun.
0: sense to me. Yeah, you're in Austin. Where are you going to school? Not UT, I'm going to Texas. <laughs> yes, Texas, the state we live in. <laughs> I'm going there.
1: I guess it's kind of funny, I don't know.
0: So, no, it was, okay. it, was, it was it was funny. I don't know, if anyone else has any examples <laughs> of anyone doing something weird like that. That's pretty <laughs> Keep weird. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, no, contact electionprofitmakers.com. Okay. Brad and a bunch of other listeners wrote in, again, to correct me. Brad writes, love all the sports talk, especially the righteous hatred of Duke. However, John was a bit off on the history of long field goals. Tom Tom Dempsey's 63-yard record in 1970 did last until a Denver altitude-aided kick in 2013, but that was just a 64-yarder. Earlier this year, That record was broken by Baltimore Ravens kicker Justin Turner, who kicked a 66-yard field goal right as the game ended. So I kind of conflated the 66-yard one with the one that happened in Denver, and I apologize for that. John, you're forgiven. We got some more corrections as well. Uh, Fran let us know that – The WPTF thing that we talked about last week was not quite correct. I had been mentioning how a lot of television stations had call signs that signified things like family or community and things like that. An example would be WSOC in Charlotte. We serve our community. WFMY in Greensboro. FMY standing for family. And I mentioned WPTF, in Raleigh, and that stood for protect the family or we protect the family. And Fran says they weren't trying to signal wholesome Christian goodness with the slogan, we protect the family. Now, I didn't necessarily say that, but yes, I could see how it came across that way. But this is interesting, I didn't know this. They were founded by Durham Life, a life insurance company, And life insurance is about guilting people into buying policies to protect their families. So, thank you, Fran. That is true. All right, that's it. Now we just do our outro. Okay. Goodbye.
1: Well, it was really fun to, um, I hope this all works sonically. It was fun to record in the same place with you, John. It's been a nice week I've had down here in North Carolina. Yeah, are you leaving tomorrow? I'm leaving tomorrow. Oh, actually, can you give me a ride to the airport? This isn't a joke. Happy. Sorry, my flight's at seven. My mom doesn't like to drive at night Se- anymore. Anyway. Oh God. I no, it was not 7, seven p.m. Yeah, perfect, yeah, right? okay, yeah, great. man. RDU Airport, the billion-dollar airport. Yeah. The best airport. That's I want to like, get there like three hours early so I can just relax. Yeah, it's a great airport. Anyway, I had a wonderful time uh in the old North State. I hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving as we enter the holiday season. I hope everyone continues to stay happy, healthy, and hip to the hottest podcast, Election Profit Makers. But wait, when we were really when we really talking in the same microphone, it's like you really re- just realize like what a couple of fucking shitty goofballs we are. Doesn't it just feel like yeah, it just feels goofy. Yeah, we shouldn't be so goofy. Uh, we, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be more serious. And okay, be the goofy one. That's fine. At the meetup when we had the meetup, someone was like, "I really like your dynamic, like the crazy guy and the serious guy." Right,
0: right. Which and is not in
1: my mind. I was like. I was thinking, he's talking about John as the crazy one? Like, that's rude, John just has crazy interests. It doesn't mean, and then I was like, oh, I get it. I'm the crazy one and John's the serious one. It's like, you're the one who thinks that if you go up high in an elevator, you're gonna go insane because
0: of the altitude. I'm normal and you're crazy. Yeah, it's all about presentation. I present, I mean, look at you. What? Look at your hair. Oh, because of my
1: long hair. Yeah. Election Profit Makers is a, a radio, radio Point production, production with executive with Rick, the producers, producers Alex, Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Dan. Daniel Powell with,
0: with help, help from Houston, Houston Snyder and Cat Iosa.
1: Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash election profit makers.
0: Send us your election prediction questions or other questions, any just anything. To, uh, contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Please follow me on Twitter at John Kimball, J-O-N-K-I-M-B-A-L-L, because I cannot get to 4,000 followers. uh, John's a good follow, follow him on Twitter. I noticed that the Squirrel Nut Zippers have like five more followers than me. And uh, Jennifer was looking at it and she said, oh, well, you know, you'll you'll pass them up. And I was like, no, I can't even get, I think I have 3,955 followers. Oh my
1: God.
0: I can't even get to 3,960 followers. I can't, I just, I get up to 59 and then I go back to 53. John's a good
1: follow on Twitter, at John Kimball, no H and John. J-O-N-K-I-M-B-A-L-L. Spread the word. All right, thanks.
0: (laughs) Rate and review us on iTunes, also known as Apple Podcasts now. Uh, You can also rate us on other podcast apps. It's great. We'll continue to try our hardest. Goodbye.